Oscars 95th annual uh, Academy Awards there just happened this past Sunday. Uh, me and Nathan were in a Oscar pool. Um, at least I didn't come in mm-hmm. last. I didn't come in last, so that was great. <laughs> I I beat uh, Danny Danny Doggett. He came in. He ended up coming in last. So uh, so uh, L to that guy. Hey, yeah, but Joshua, you know what they say? You're not first. You're last. True. I uh, actually, I actually ultimately came in last. I, I can't let Doggett <laughs> go all the way under. Doggett <laughs> stayed last for a while. I bet way too much on Maverick and Austin Butler. Mm. Um, that that was where I played myself. Mm. But I mean, early on, you could sort of see that the tide was going everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. I thought it would go mostly that way, but I thought like the Oscars mm-hmm. normally are, the wealth would be a little spread. This was just a pure wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and, oh, yeah. yeah. And we, yeah, and we watched it last night. Uh, for the most part, on stream when uh, until we got uh, you know temporarily suspended for showing the actual ceremony. But I was very shocked how how much of a sweep it was for everything, everywhere, all at once. And that was my absolute favorite movie of last year. I had it at number one. It's probably one of my favorites of, uh, uh, it very early on saying it's going to be one of my favorites of this decade of the 2020s. But I was shocked because that movie is so fucking weird that I, there was no way in hell. I thought the Academy would give it that kind of love. Yeah. So, um, let's go through it. So we're going to do the big, uh, awards, um, you know, best supporting, best actor, um, best director, best uh, picture, everything like that. We're going to do just the big awards. We're going to talk about that. Um, then I'm going to talk about the ceremony in general, um, you know, kind of what we thought of that. Jimmy Kimmel was lost. Discuss a little bit about him. So go through all that. Mm-hmm. So um, let's do here. Let's kind of go to best animated fe- feature film. Um, that ended up being Pinocchio. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Very happy about that. Pinocchio, I thought, was an amazing mm-hmm. movie. Um, best Pinocchio movie of the year. Uh, not that hard to do uh, in 2022. I mean, your competition is, uh, is Zemeckis' Pinocchio and Pauly Shore's Pinocchio. Yeah, so it's not that hard to do. Um, in the category of best anime feature, you had Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Also loved that mm-hmm. movie. It was one of my be- favorite movies of the year. It was, it was on my delightful. List. Uh, it was cute. Uh, that movie, P- that movie is just like a warm hug in the same way that Paddington is for me. Yeah, uh, Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots, the Last Wish. Really loved Puss in Boots. I think maybe Puss in Boots came out too late in the year. Maybe that was a problem with that mm-hmm. one because um, it came out what, November, right? I think it came out November. That came out. That came out December. That December? was uh, yeah, that was December. That was very late December. That got in right in time for uh, for the Christmas season. Yeah, so maybe that was the case. Uh, the Sea Beast, I haven't seen the Sea Beast, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then turning I didn't either. Uh, turning and then, red, of course, Turning Red, which I did really like. Turning Red. Um, I like a lot of movies in this category. Um, I, I haven't seen <laughs> the Sea Beast, so but all these other movies I do really like. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. if Turning Red or Marcel the Show, Marcel the Show with Shoes On or Puss in Boots had won, I wouldn't have been mad about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been like, okay, that's cool. Um, so you guys think that's pretty good? Animated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, all across the board. Like you said, there were really yeah. great nominations. Yeah. 
The only one that I don't love as much, I mean, there are two that I don't love as much as most people. Mm-hmm. I'm a picky bitch when it comes to animation. We're Puss in Boots and uh, Marcel the Shell, mm-hmm. but both of those I liked fine enough to where mm-hmm. I would be perfectly understanding and like down with their win. Pinocchio mm-hmm. and Turning Red were my two like front runners. I ended up going for Pinocchio because. I mean, it's just, it's an astounding piece of animation. It, yeah, it, it's, out of all of the animated movies that came out last year, A, we don't see stop motion a lot these days anymore. And the fact that uh, Del Toro was willing to put his name on that and have this much, much darker take on the on the story of Pinocchio and doing giving uh, Del Toro's usual spins on it, setting it in uh, fascist Italy, it added something new to a story that we have been seeing hundreds of times in like three times that same year. Yeah, I agree. And this is the third Oscar for Guillermo del Toro, the third one for him. Um, yeah, uh, Chill said, I voted for the pussy. Uh, so he said, he voted for, uh, <laughs> so does Nathan every weekend. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and we're going to get into the other big categories here. So, best actor. Um, so, Brendan Fraser ended up for The Whale. I think that was pretty much mm-hmm. generally considered the big front runner here, Brendan Fraser. Um, I didn't really like The Whale too much as a movie, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, you also had Austin Butler for Elvis. He was my second person who I thought was going to win it. He was my mm-hmm. second pick there. Again, another movie which I thought was kind of mad, but, you mm-hmm. know, he was the best thing in it. Yeah, I... Yeah, I wasn't crazy about Elvis either, but even I can acknowledge that that was a damn good performance that Austin Butler put in. Yeah. The whale just didn't deserve any Oscars, but I'm fine with the comeback narrative for Frazier. I thought uh, I thought he was good in the whale. He was I guess the I'm, best I, part. I guess I, I, I guess I'm in the minority that loved the whale. It, it was a story that I had no <laughs> previous frame of reference for it, and it's a movie that purely on its performances from the cast, especially a. a Brendan Fraser and Hong Chow, and of course uh, Samantha Morton later in the film. It's a movie that I watched it with my sister, and I started crying at like 20 minutes in, and then just didn't stop. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you also had that. Uh, Colin Farrell for the Banshee of Irishin. Um, I really like that movie. I like Colin Farrell in it. Mm-hmm. If he had won, I wouldn't have been mad about that. I think he's really great mm-hmm. in that movie. Uh, Paul... Yeah, that, that- yeah, it would have been mon- nice to see him that, get the first mm-hmm. Oscar. Yeah, that mon- that monologue where he's just dressing down Brendan Gleeson and saying, what is so wrong with being a good person? It's heartbreaking to see. And that is that is an Oscar moment if I've ever seen one. Uh, uh, Paul Mescal for After uh, After Sun. I haven't seen this movie, so I can't really give my opinion on his performance. Uh, mm-hmm. Nathan, have you seen this? No, it was one of the ones I was trying to get to beforehand. I've heard nothing but great things about his performance in here. Uh, honestly, most of the best actors were shared on my own like personal list that I make mm-hmm. for best actor. So, you know, I was, I was mostly satisfied. I went for <laughs> Austin Butler more than anything because mm-hmm. uh, that dude's a fucking star. I mean, it... I think it's uh, it's sneaky, complicated work that he does doing what, you know, is one of the most common impressions in the world and mm-hmm. still being able to convey a character and mm-hmm. 
be able to be like, wow, who is this Austin Butler guy when you should be like, yeah. oh yeah, well that, that guy captured Elvis, you know? Yeah. The way I felt, yeah, the, yeah. The way I feel about Austin Butler and Elvis, even though again, I'm not crazy about the movie. It's the way that other people feel about Rami Malek and Bohemian Rhapsody, where, where for me, Rami and Bohemian Rhapsody felt like just not even close to Freddie Mercury. It felt like an impression of a stereotypical flamboyant gay man, which, you know, was not Freddie Mercury. From what I've seen of Elvis in clips and in uh, history books, Austin Butler nailed it and did that and danced that line between impression and giving an actual character when, you know, he was allowed to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think y'all just need to buy better shit because Elvis is like the drug movie of the year. Like, <laughs> you get stoned and you watch Elvis if you need like to Speed Racer. If you need drugs to enjoy a movie, the movie has failed. That's yeah. Tell that to Speed it. Racer, one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> um, and then you had Bill Nighy in Living. Didn't see the movie, um, so I can't really give my opinion there. Um, and then, so, yeah. So, I think, yeah, I mean... Uh, I can't really give my too much opinion because I haven't seen After Sun or Living. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Brenda Fraser, but like Nathan said, good comeback for him. Um, him winning, everybody was kind of rooting for him there. Um, it was kind of one of those mm-hmm. things where, you know, when he gave up, gave his speech, um, they tell the whole room was rooting for him. Everybody online was rooting for him. So that was pretty cool. So um, there you go with that. Um, what did you guys think about the ceremony? And did you think it flowed pretty nice? Did you think there was some good musical stuff? Jimmy Kimmel was the host. What were kind of some of your opinions there? I mean, we got to see Natu Natu perform live on the Oscars. That alone makes it worth it for me. Yeah. I thought it was all in all a pretty, uh, it was a pretty standard ceremony. Nothing Mm -hmm. too crazy happened. I think they're just structurally in the middle of the show. It really hit a dead wall with all Mm -hmm. the wins for All Quiet in the Western Front as like four in a row. We had like (laughs) that dour, like inside of a fax machine sound of the soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) as... As a German person takes the stage and says, you know, we worked really hard on this picture. Uh, A film that I wasn't too crazy about. Mm. But in the, like, halfway through, you're like, wow, we're we're having this. We're having that bizarre little mermaid thing. I haven't seen Jimmy Kimmel in a little bit. Now we're having a bizarre Warner Brothers commercial. How many awards are left in the show? And then it sort of seemed to rush to the finish with a lot of... uh, like you said, with, uh, with Brendan Fraser, like the comeback narrative, and mm-hmm. with Pinocchio, we kind of saw it coming. A lot of very safe wins as far as pleasing the internet. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I, I think everything was more like a, here's the new Oscars. This is everything that you sort of want to win. Don't think about last year, which was a crapshoot. And I, I I felt like all in all the the sh- the winners were great the show mm-hmm. itself the televised it, it was whatever yeah yeah that that's that's pretty much the thing with the Oscars unless something insane happens like uh like I don't know Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock then the c- ceremony is more or less eh. and then Jimmy Kimmel's the host what do you think just standard okay pretty basic uh, he got more laughs out of me. He got more laughs out of me than I would have thought. Yeah, he had some. He had some good ones. The insurrection one I thought was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. Um, 
Oh, there was another one he did that was uh, that was pretty good that I thought I can't remember it right now. Um, he did how many slap jokes? Was it three, two? I think I counted four. Four slap. He was very smart to never name Will Smith though. <laughs> like not not in like a oh hey we shouldn't name Will Smith, but it kept them from feeling super obvious and were mm. classier. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, cla- I thought he was a good host. Yeah, classy, classy enough not for him to get slapped by Will Smith when he's gonna come on his show. Um, I think it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, the red table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I was kind of. I think I was maybe we should have did a bet over under how many slap jokes would it be. I think you guessed <laughs> two. Um, I guess probably three. I was like probably three. So, yeah. Um, how many references they'd make there? Um, I know there was a real awkward moment that people talk about him and Jimmy Kimmel. He went up and talked to Malala, the that woman, mm-hmm. and he asked her yeah, about the, yeah the Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> she yeah, I asked him about the her about the slap and. It was like this really awkward joke where I don't think she was really in on it. Yeah, she. I don't think she knew what to say, but uh, you know what I mean? She. Yeah, and then, yeah, so that was kind of a, a dead moment because I think it was kind of awkward, but mm. uh, there was that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was a standard, basic kind of show. Yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, good musical performances, like I said, Natu Natu, RR, that was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they should have had Nathan yeah, that, in there. That uh, had, you know, that had that so much the energy of that fucking performance it kind of carried me through the rest of the show because you know especially because i think that came off the heels of all the back-to-back all quiet on the western front wins and that was like a breath of fresh air when they did not do not do yeah um i thought the 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 gaga performance i mean i feel like gaga should just be at every oscars personally (laughs) just no matter what uh, I felt like that was another one of the performances that, like, normally this is the moment when I check the laundry. I wanted weird. Like, I want. I wanted it to be weirder. I wanted her to fly in on a jet. She didn't even dress up. She she was dressed like she was going to a punk show after this. Which it, it Lady felt Gaga slapped up. together. But I I dug on how it was just how it immediately, as opposed to like, all right, and now to the stage is Lady Gaga. It was like. So I wrote this song. It's very important to me. And you, know, like, <laughs> you started to get like these crazy close-ups of her on one side of the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was half, I was half cool. expecting the camera to pan over and Bradley Cooper's next to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hold my hand. <laughs> Hold my hand. Uh, let's see. So you got Best Supporting Actress. So here we go. So we got Jamie Lee Curtis, who ended up winning. Mm-hmm. We got Angela Bassett. We got Hung Chow for The Whale. Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We got uh, Carrie Condon for The Banshee of uh, Irishman. And we got Stephanie uh, Hugh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So this was the biggest surprise of the mm-hmm. night, I think. Mostly, mm-hmm. uh, most of everything else, I think people were probably like, okay, you could probably see that winning. Um, mm-hmm. This was probably the one that most people had the biggest problem with. Jamie Lee Curtis winning for Everything, uh, Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, it also was a big surprise to me. I thought, if anybody, if you are going to do it, it's going to be probably Stephanie uh, or Angela Bassett. Um, either mm-hmm. one of those two. So, what did you all think about that? Was it probably the biggest surprise of the night? Um, it It's only the biggest... I wouldn't say the biggest surprise. It is uh, the biggest um, what the hell, I guess. Which I kind of get why the academy would pick jamie lee over over the other nominees it, it she is a a more legacy oscar winner but 
I still think that Stephanie Hsu is such the heart of everything, everywhere, all at once, that it's kind of criminal that she didn't get the win for that. Because I think her character was much more vital to the themes and story of that film than than uh, Jamie Lee's, even though I think both actresses are fantastic. I wouldn't have been mad. Um, and I still am. I'm still not over any of the any of these uh, any of these uh, young, any of these women winning. Uh, Carrie Condon, she's phenomenal in uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, Angela Bassett, incredible in Wakanda Forever. And uh, and who was the who was the other one? Uh, Hung Chow, was... the whale. Oh, Hung Chow. Yeah, she she basically started the waterworks when I watched the whale. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought that the nominations on the whole, like mm-hmm. even before the show. We're kind of a crapshoot. I none of the actresses in this list, respectively to all of them, who I think all put in great work, uh, were not in my personal list. I kind of felt like Kiki Palmer got shut out for Nope, and Lashana Lynch got shut out for Woman King, and those were mm-hmm. my main two. Uh, I felt about the same about Jamie Lee Curtis winning as I would have felt about Angela Bassett winning. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, I love you as a performer. I love you in this role. It's strange to me that you are winning your first best supporting actress Oscar for this performance in this movie. Mm. Um, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett, having watched both of them actually again for the first time, both of them like two days ago, I, I thought they were both better than I remembered them in those movies and they hit their marks, but they, they really weren't, what I would have uh, gone for. I had Carrie Condon a little bit higher on my list mm-hmm. than them, but it, it honestly just across the board, it's one of those where if Michelle Williams was ran for Fableman's and best supporting actress, you would have probably saw a sweep here, but Jamie Lee winning it was, uh, was a good moment because of her mm-hmm. speech, but all in all it, it could have gone to anybody here and I would have felt about the same. Yeah. I'm, I saw all these movies. Uh, I saw so I saw all these performances. The weakest one, if I had to point out one, Hung Chow, The Whale. Maybe it's because I just don't like that movie mm-hmm. all that much. But I agreed. Th- yeah, that's one where it should have been like Hung Chow, The Menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, maybe For Tortilla was was <laughs> is is worth that award more than anything she does in The Whale. But I also just don't like The Whale, and I think that almost. Everybody in the cast has some level of stink to them coming with that performance, but I'm glad for the Frasier win because of the comeback narrative. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I saw all these movies. So, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see Angela Bassett win. Um, you know, she would have been great. Again, Stephanie Hsu uh, for everything, ever, all at once. I mean, if you are going to mm-hmm. pick a best supporting, don't know why you wouldn't yeah, really go with Stephanie yeah, that, there. But. Yeah, and that that heavy it, that is the heaviest favorite. That was the one I had the most favorite because uh she has to have so much range as uh as both joy and as jobu tapaki she has to play multiple different versions of herself and give uh and give uh character arcs to mm. each separate version yeah 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 i'm also i'm in the also fucks dudes up with two dildos I'm in the minority on that performance where i find it to be not not weaker than curtis but She's just so outclassed by Kihoi Kwan and uh, Michelle Yeoh, which, I mean, who can blame her? That I, it just sort of, like, it It seemed to me so far of a step down from those performances that I it really didn't stand out as much as uh, 
Quan or Yo for me. Mm. Okay. Um, best actress. She's still good. Yeah. Mm. Um, so best actress. You got Michelle Yo, Everything Ever All at Once, uh, who won. You got um you have Kate Blanchett, okay. Tar, um, who I was mm-hmm. I thinking it was probably between Michelle Yo, mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. I went with Kate Blanchett, but you know, I mean, that's who I voted for, but yeah. Um, and then Andre- uh, Andrea uh, Rossenborough for Two, Lis- uh, two uh, Leslie. Um, you have Michelle mm-hmm. Williams for The Fablemans, and you also have Ana de Armas for Blonde. Uh, they- that, was the, that was the nomination where, all right, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I guess you had to fill up the slot. You had to put something in there. Uh, they were like, fuck it. Why not? You had to fill up the slot. Yeah, you had to fill up the slot, and the Academy don't like the black people, so... Or just Viola Davis Davis for the woman can get Mia Goth for Pearl, get Rebecca Mm -hmm. Hall for Resurrection. Yeah, but yeah, because the Academy hates genre stuff. Yeah, Um, Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. No, they hate horror. I'll say that. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah, that's uh, more accurate. So I've uh, I've never seen two Leslie. I've never seen that one, so mm-hmm. I can't comment on that one. But I've seen all the other things. Nobody really has. That's the whole controversy mm-hmm. with it. Is that <laughs> a bunch of actors started posting about two Leslie out of nowhere, and it there there's a lot of accusations about whether or not this was a bought nomination. I feel bad for uh, Angela Riseborough, who's a great mm-hmm. actress, and you know should. Should be up here for an Oscar, but mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of allegations. Really, motherfucker? This is the one you're getting up in arms about bot nominations? That's been like the dirty secret of the Oscars for decades. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the more overt cases of mm-hmm. it, so yeah. it, it, it's now oh, leading to oh, oh, investigation. Oh. Oh, I think, the, I think the King's Speech Best Picture win is more of an egregious case than that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I that's the only one I haven't seen. I've seen everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, Blonde, I'd hated that movie. I didn't even like Ana mm-hmm. de Armas's performance in it. Uh, like I said, me and Ana de Armas yeah, last year. Yeah, Ana yeah. de Armas has only given one gear in Pearl, and that is you mean Blonde? Be sexual. Oh, and excuse me, in Blonde, be sexually assaulted and call every man daddy. That yeah. is the only gear that she has given. Yeah. So besides for that, I could see. I mean, Kate Blanchett does fantastic in Tar. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Think it's a great movie. Uh, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, uh, less or so. I think Michelle Williams is mm-hmm. good. I think it's a little like. I would probably put Kate Blanchett. I mean, Kate Blanchett is the best performance of the year, in my opinion, and Michelle Yeoh deserves the Oscar win more. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah. uh, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans does great work. She's now kind mm-hmm. of uh, been been labeled with, like, did you go too over the top? Is this just mm-hmm. her trying to show off? But by all accounts, Spielberg's mom was quite the character herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're... If you feel like she's acting strange, I mean, the actual woman got a monkey mm-hmm. because she needed a laugh. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> and then to imagine... Like being such an eccentric artist like that, and your mm-hmm. your son is Steven Spielberg, the greatest like <laughs> possible living. I mean, she's she's just she's a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So there you go. So, um, show you one. I think. Yeah, I mean that's pretty great. I mean, I think again, everything ever all, all at once. I mean, Nathan, you're more of a film, probably history guy. Probably have more knowledge about that. I don't know if there's ever been a case where one film has had all best actress, best supporting actress, best supporting actor, 
um, all in the film. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I mean, there's Silence of the Lambs was is on that list where it won Best Picture. I I can't remember if it won Best Director, but it certainly okay. won Best. Yeah, yeah, but Best Actress yeah, only... and Best Supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all yeah, but there's only been uh, three films that have won all all acting award all acting categories at the Oscars. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's been uh, Streetcar Named Desire, Network, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Hmm. Okay, and those are the only three to have ever won all four acting categories. Hmm. Okay. Well, well, Everything Everywhere All at Once didn't win uh, Best Actor. Uh, Best Actor. Yeah. Because it wasn't up there for it. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah. one thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember because uh, I can't remember if Network won all of them. Because I believe Best Supporting Actor went to. Uh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a tough one. I, I'm a little bit of a historian, but I'm also a little stone. <laughs> so that, that uh, those two counteract each other a little bit. Yeah. Um,. Before we get into best supporting actor, best speech. Who do you think had the best speech? Well, I I have to be a little bit biased because uh, you know because of the story. I would say Kehi Kwan. He moved me so much with his uh, with his speech and how you know because you know as an Asian actor, we're not given a lot of the same. Asian actors aren't given the same opportunities as a lot of people. I mean, Kei Kwan basically retired for 20 years because he just wasn't getting work. He he had to go behind the camera. And then Crazy Rich Asian comes out, and this motherfucker is back. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I thought that one of the, I mean, outside of Kei Kwan, who's been giving great mm-hmm. speeches like for the past month right now on the award mm-hmm. circuit as he wins every precursor. Uh, I really like the acceptance speech by the people for uh, the uh, Irish Goodbye, where mm-hmm. they sang Happy Birthday halfway through. <laughs> that it's was one sweet. of those where you're just like, "Oh, cute. But, yeah. you know, uh, mostly pretty great uh, speeches. I, I actually like Jamie Lee Curtis's a lot. That almost, mm-hmm. like, made up for the fact that I was like, eh, on the win, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'd say Brendan Fraser, I thought had a really good one. His was really good. Kay Kwan, of course, had a really great one. Um, th- yeah, I can see the happy birthday one being really good. Um, I like the guys who won the, for the original song, RRR. They were cool. I like them coming up there. Mm-hmm. They were pretty awesome. Um, so yeah. good for, not to, not to, they won for best original song. So that's pretty RRR. Um, so yeah, that's pretty good. Um, all right. Best supporting actor. So Kay Kwan, he won for everything, every wall at once. Brendan Gleeson for the... <laughs> Uh, the Banshees of Irishin. Uh, great performance from Brendan Gleeson. Saw that. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, I haven't seen this movie. Brian Tyree Henry and Causeway. Haven't seen it. Um, I was, for some reason, I don't know. I thought this would have been a weird one. I would I voted for Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. That's who I I thought he would win. For some reason, I thought he might have came he's up. Gr- and sn- he's great in the movie. He's phenomenal I mean, in that segment. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, yeah, but it's best supporting actor. He, he <laughs> rules that segment that he's in. I mean, Fableman sort of canceled itself out with uh, Best Supporting Actor stuff. People think that Paul Dano was snubbed. I would agree with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's a ton of great performances. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Paul Dano, I think, was definitely snubbed for a Best Supporting nomination, and I think uh, and I think Gabe LaBelle was snubbed for a Best Actor nomination because he's phenomenal in that. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's I, fantastic. So I guess my thinking with Judd Hirsch was, well, maybe it's like a Little Miss Sunshine thing where it's like they're maybe going to give it to Alan Arkin like they did with him. And mm-hmm. then maybe it's going to be something like that. Uh, you know, so that was kind of my thinking. Uh, Barry Keoghan, also for the Banshee of Irish. And uh, good performance. Barry Keoghan, he, you know, he's he's pretty good in that mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, so, yeah. It's Nathan it's like the oh, only God. one that Keoghan Kwan. Oh, I'm sorry. I It must have cut out during it. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, uh, Barry Keegan was the only person who has won any of the precursors who wasn't Kihoi Kwan. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, it, uh, yeah. When I was yeah, when I was doing my my little bracket, it, it was between either uh, Barry Keegan or uh, or Kehi Kwan. Yeah, but because of that heartbreaking scene where he's getting rejected by Carrie Condon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, there goes that dream. <laughs> Oh. Uh, brought back some memories, huh, for you, huh? Um, yes, yes, it did actually. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, he had that uh, for best uh, supporting actor there. Then we're gonna do best we, picture. We, we we could quickly just talk about how uh, Justin Long was snubbed for Barbarian, right? <laughs> but again, Academy hates horror, so there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would have done him best supporting for Barbarian. That know. changes the whole movie when he shows it's a up. character How many that supporting performances. It's it, oh, the so the story changes the whole, not the, the character. The, the story does that. His energy changes though. <laughs> that whole temperature changes the fuck up. Uh-huh. Yeah, the man is just rolling in in a convertible, singing along to Ricky Tecky Taffy. One that of the is best moments be- of the year. Yes. I don't know. Maybe it hit too close home, too close at home to producers. Maybe they just hit too close at home. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. There uh, you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, Justin Rowland was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, and then you had so let's see, best director. You had the Daniels. They won for everything, everywhere, all at mm-hmm. once. And then you had Martin McDonough, who the Banshee of Irish, and you had Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, who I I was kind of putting money on Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd suck his dick. Yeah, but he, I guess yeah, not. He did win. Yeah, he did win the Globe, which I think is kind of a good indicator for who wins the Oscar. Yeah, uh, Spielberg usually has to do a lot to win best director, mm-hmm. though. Like. The other ones that he did were Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> so, for Fablemans, which uh, I think is maybe better than yeah, both for, of those movies, in my yeah, opinion. For me, uh, for me, it's my favorite Spielberg movie, at least in the last 20 years. Oh, 100%. But, but it didn't make the big splash that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted it to. So, I, it, I think this it was also, the it also did It also did come out in a very crowded holiday season. Yeah. Um, so maybe. So um and then you also had Todd Field who did Tar. Tar is very great. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I thought Yeah, be- I think he could have won for that. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a case where they split it up. Sometimes they'll do best picture and then they'll split up the best director. They won't give it to the person who made the film. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe that was gonna be the case uh with it. Um and then Ruben uh Oyslin for Triangle of Sadness. I have not seen Triangle of Sadness. I know Nathan you have, so I have not seen that. It's uh it's a two and a half hour movie about vomit. Um I would mm-hmm. I would have been confused had it won for any award. I mostly liked it. Uh and I like mm-hmm. Ruben Ostlin. But he's kind of been film Twitter's uh, least favorite person for a little bit because they asked him like <laughs> some question of like, "What do you want your next film to be set during?" And he's like, "I want it set in an iPad." And people are like, "For fuck's sake!" Like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so I can't yeah, get my if, opinion if, on that. Yeah, if if any movie about how shitty rich people was gonna get an Oscar nomination, I thought it should have been the menu. Mm. Menu. Yeah, Ryan Johnson could have snuck in there with Glass Onion, but yeah, there it, it's the worst Eat the Rich movie of the year, which mm-hmm. is not to say that much. I mean, it it's still pretty good. I mean, it's competing against the menu and Glass Onion. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I argue that's. They uh, drop a couple down, and it's, it's like sadness. <laughs> so I wouldn't have been mad if Todd Field won for Char. I do think like, Char is very good. Um, Mark McDonough for the Banshee of Irish. Char is amazing. I wouldn't be mad at that. He's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg, even though I voted for him, I just voted for him because I was trying to balance what I wanted versus what I'm thinking the mm-hmm. Academy is going to do. Yeah, the it's film, an incredibly directed movie. I mean, it's it's a Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. I like it's okay. The Fablemans is fine. Oh. I actually I thought if he's gonna win, maybe West Side Story last year would have been a better movie to win for. I thought that was better. I thought I, I like them both about the same amount. I mean, the thing with mm-hmm. the Fablemans is it's it's sneakily probably his most transgressive and weird movie in a lot of ways because it is. Is him very much talking about his childhood, but also being like, maybe I had a sexual obsession with my bully. Maybe I kind of wanted to fuck my mom. (laughs) There's that scene when the divorce was happening where... uh, Oh, and then that scene where it's like he's filming it. Yeah, yeah, where he looks in the mirror and he sees himself like looking for the best angles of his parents' divorce. I think there's, there's some like truly weird stuff that he pulled like he's mm-hmm. dealing from below the deck as far as directing that movie so it's a good nomination mm-hmm. i mean yeah. james cameron got snubbed for avatar there's like a ton of different uh directing nominations that they could have gone but daniels seemed to be the ones who won for that mm-hmm. that stunning debut yeah very great uh, uh yeah, chill and, chill said yeah, that uh nathan yeah, you're his triangle of sadness <laughs> Uh, he said that, so I guess that's a that's an <laughs> honor there. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, love you. Yeah, so for, yeah, for me, out of all the nominations, I wouldn't have been mad at any of the any uh, any if any of them won. But for my money, uh, what the Daniels did with everything everywhere all at once in terms of not just their staging with their action the constant changing of different aspect ratios, exploring these different universes, playing around with the edit. That, to me, it's the most ambitious directed film of the year, and for that, I always... And it's so weird in terms of its execution. With a lesser script, it would be an incomprehensible mess. But the script is is done with such a tenderness and sincerity that it still holds itself together through it, throughout it. Yeah. Um, and so best picture, uh, best picture, of course, everything, everywhere, all at once One uh, that was the big winner all night. Um, it is the most mm-hmm. awarded film ever, right? And it's correct. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in film history there. So, um, then you also have all quiet on the Western front. You also have avatar, the way of water. You got the Banshee of Irishin. We have Elvis. We have the Fablemans. We have tar. We have Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we have the triangle of sadness. We have women talking. Um, so I did not see All Quiet on the Western Front. I did not see uh, Triangle Sadness or Women Talking. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, I feel like Avatar, The Way of Water, and Elvis, and Top Gun were kind of just movies thrown in there because we got to fill up the slots. So we got we to gotta have 10 slots. Um, <laughs> and 
<laughs> we gotta we gotta put something in there. Uh, that's the way I feel about it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta have ten slots there. That's the way I I kind of feel about that. Even though I mean, we yeah. gotta we we got we gotta have ten slots, and the academy doesn't nominate horror, so that automatically rules out Pearl. Yeah, so we got those some. So uh, even though as I say, I I like Top Gun. I like Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah. Um, again, uh, Elvis. Yeah, I think. The, yeah, I think okay. yeah, those movies. Those movies I think are fine. I'm eh, on Elvis, and I haven't seen Women Talking or Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would argue that woman talking and triangle of sadness and uh, to some extent avatar two were more of them stretching out that, that mm-hmm. 10 just because uh, Maverick Ma- Elvis, you could actually argue more than avatar stretching out that 10, but both top gun Elvis and avatar were movies that brought people back to theaters mm-hmm. in a huge way this year. And a big complaint of last year, they tried to suplex, uh, was, oh, hey, we haven't seen enough of these nominees. So mm-hmm. you, 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 mm-hmm. have your, you have your TARS, you have your woman talking and everything, and that's more of your, your traditional uh, Oscar mm-hmm. nominees, whereas Avatar is like, here, you've seen this movie, we're going to draw in more viewers. Same with Top Gun Maverick, uh, same mm-hmm. with... Same with Elvis, which uh, really managed mm-hmm. to capture the older audiences back in theaters mm-hmm. in uh, like what July, August. Um, I mean, it, it's you, you could say, yeah, just filling out the thing. They're just uh, they're more trying to bring eyes to the TV show mm-hmm. element of it. Even though I would argue that most of those were near my top 10 if not in my top mm-hmm. 10 uh, maverick is actually every film in my top 10 and then <laughs> everything else comes after it but you know mm. yeah um yeah so i wouldn't be mad if uh so other movies i've seen here tar i wouldn't be mad if tar winning mm-hmm. best picture i wouldn't be mad at that uh banshee irishman wouldn't be mad at that uh fablemans mm-hmm. yeah i don't think fablemans i yeah even though I, yeah it's okay mm-hmm. i wouldn't i, wouldn't. I love I love the movie, but even I think uh, Best Picture is a, kind of a stretch, yeah. especially when looking at the competition in that category. Yeah, Chill said he's seen enough uh, the... uh, women talking in real life. He doesn't need to see the movie. Nah. Really, Chill on, on women's on women's month. Really, you on women's month, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, sorry, Nathan. Go ahead. Oh no, I was I was just gonna say uh, as. As far as, like, uh, I think Fablemans was one of the top three movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Same with Tar, same with Top Gun. That's my top three. So all of those had representation in there. Uh, I would have been more upset if Triangle of Sadness or mm-hmm. uh, uh, All Quiet on the Western... If All Quiet on the Western Front won Best Picture, I think everybody would just be a little bit sighing. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a be like a couple years ago when Coda won, except you know Coda's actually good. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, oh, uh, we are going to discuss worst best picture winners. We are going to talk about that. What mm. we think the worst best picture winners are, because there's some, there's kind of some talks here with everything, ever all at once, uh, and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, let me guess. It, let me guess. Let me guess. It's mostly from. I'm just going to guess. 
Caucasian man babies who get triggered at the thought of an idea of a woman doing kung fu. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, you gotta stick around. Maybe uh, talk about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Elvis, I would have been kind of, I'd have been kind of upset if that one best mm-hmm. picture. Uh, same thing with Avatar two and Top Gun. I would have been like, yeah, Top Gun. I don't see that. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, best I, I, movie ever made. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, I mean, it was overall, I mean, do you guys think that the Oscars, I mean, this is probably the best year they got pretty much everything right? Like, this was kind of a fairly year they got mostly it all right? It's, it's this I, one, like, it, the Parasite it's hard. year. Yeah, yeah, I, I would very much 100% agree with that. And notice, both movies, mostly Asian cast. So, Asian, Asian films are winners. Uh um yeah i I would say i mean the most sticking point that people have with this year's oscar is pretty much the best supporting actress that was pretty much a big one Mm -hmm. um that seems like the the most issue that people have uh with this year's Mm -hmm. oscar um everything else i think people pretty much was like hey everything er everywhere all at once they were pretty good on that a lot of people liked it i mean of course as much Mm -hmm. as something's going to get a lot of praise it's going to get a lot of hate too and people going like well it's not that good you know like what of course you know so you got to have it's going to be the equal reaction too of it so um you're going to have that um yeah so i mean worst best picture winners um and the reason i'm talking about this because it was (laughs) a couple tweets i saw there people talking about the movie um it being the worst uh best picture winner ever and everything like that um and some so universe generally what is considered the worst best picture winner is crash Hmm. that's typically what a lot of people go to crash i'd also throw uh, coda in there uh i throw forrest gump in there i would throw green book anybody green book in there i would throw huge i would throw king speech in there king speech is fucking hated that movie so let me pull up so i'm gonna pull up because to talk about these movies now we're not talking about these movies are like terrible movies we're just saying like Mm. best picture right really bad yeah it's yeah, it's especially the years those came out. Really, Best Picture, especially because I think King's Speech was nominated the same year as Black Swan, which, the fuck? Yeah, and so, The Social Network. Yeah. So right. this, and, which, and, and, and which ones are we still talking about to this day? Yeah. So Another one that I would put up there is uh, Gandhi. As far really? as, like, okay, tell me, how many of y'all have seen Gandhi? I have not seen Gun. I have not, no. Exactly. All right, all right. Yeah, there you go. Also, <laughs> also, look up the year 1982, one of the best years in film history, period. You, you got you got Blade Runner, fucking... I don't like Blade uh, Runner. Star Trek II, Okay, okay. So we can go through Rocky Three. It's a huge, like, blockbuster. First Blood, um, Tron, um, God, so- Conan the Barbarian. So the year that Gandhi uh, was nominated for Best Picture in the category, you had E.T., you had Missing, yes. you had Tootsie, and you had The Verdict. So, yeah, so, The Verdict's incredible. Um, so I haven't seen it's Gandhi. So I can't really say E.T. Obviously, out of all these movies, what's the movie that people mostly talk about is E.T. Everybody th- still talks about mm-hmm. E.T., you know. Um, with... Uh, Nick's pick, he had The King's Speech. So The King's Speech was nominated for Best Picture and it was up for the 83rd Academy. 
uh, in the 83rd Academy. So King's Speech, what it got nominated with was Black Swan, The Fighter, mm-hmm. Inception. Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot Inception was nominated mm-hmm. for Best Picture. Uh, the Kids Are All Right, 127 Hours, The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. These are a lot of good picks. See, there's a lot see, of good. Any of those other movies, I would have been more than okay with winning Best Picture. Any yeah. of them, any. except the King's Speech. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I would have probably gone with Black Swan. I like Black Swan a lot. The Fighter is pretty good. Uh, I think. Yeah, I've seen the kids are all right. That's a pretty solid one. That's with Mark Ruffalo. 127 hours mm-hmm. is good. Social. I think I would have picked probably the Social Network. Out of these choices, mm-hmm. I would have probably picked the Social Network. Yeah, this, yeah, the Social Network is an all-time of the decade movie. Yeah, um, and or True Grit. True Grit is also really great too. Mm-hmm. True Grit. Yeah, um, True Grit does fucking rule. Driving Miss Daisy is one of the worst ones, though. Driving Miss oh, Daisy winning is is fuck, a huge. I forgot win. about that one. Yeah, driving. Let's see. Drive. What was nominated for Best Picture of the Year? Driving Miss Daisy was there. Let me see. Uh, let me pull that up real quick. Um, yeah, so yeah, Coda. I'm gonna also pull up the one for Coda too as well. What that was nominated. So hey, there's hey, there's one thing the Academy loves more than hating on. It's rewarding white savior movies. So Driving Miss Daisy was the 62nd Academy Award. So up with Driving Miss Daisy was Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poet Society, Field of Dreams. What the fuck? My left foot. Um. So. Also, that was the same year that uh, that Do the Right Thing came out, which was like the big, like, holy shit that it didn't win that. <laughs> that it wasn't even nominated. So the, Aca- so the Academy is really out to get Spike Lee. <laughs> they gave Cher an Oscar! Cher! <laughs> um, and so, out of these movies, so, and then this was split, because Best Director went to Oliver Stone for Born on the Fourth of July, um, born. I've seen Born on the Fourth of July. Tom Cruise speaking of Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick. Good movie. I mean, it's a solid movie. Uh, it's one of the movies that like really kept him from doing a Top Gun sequel because he was staunchly mm-hmm. anti-war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then let's see, Field of Dreams. That's a classic. I, I, out of all these movies, most people probably talk about Field of Dreams more than anything. It's probably Field of Dreams. That's the movie with Kevin Costner, baseball movie. My Left Foot, I've seen that. That's the movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, amazing performance from Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, you know what I mean, as a real-life person. I mean, I think he gave himself cerebral palsy to play that character, I believe. Um, so, right, of course. He's a man committed to his craft, of course. Uh, and besides, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. The floor for him is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so what was, let's see, also the, I bring up Crash. What was nominated with Crash? Uh, Crash was, that was what, 2005? That was, that was the departed the... year, I believe. If oh, what the fuck? <laughs> if it's not 2005, it's 2006. I think it's oh, 2006. 2006. Well, so, Crash came out 2004, so that would have been 2005 Oscars. 2005 so, Oscars, okay. This oh, is... no, you're right, 2006 Oscars, 78. So this is 78th Academy Award. So with Crash, you have Brokeback Mountain, which great movie, Brokeback Mountain. You have mm-hmm. Capote. Uh, that was the movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman. And then you have Good Night, Good Luck. Mm-hmm. And then you have Munich, speaking of Steven Spielberg, um, in there. Oh, so, yeah. Fuck. So out of these choices, you'd probably want to go with probably either Brokeback Mountain or Munich, at least, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I, would, I would argue yeah, I would Birdman is a pretty bad Best Picture winner in 2014. I have the nominees up like, here right what, now. What are the nominees? Well, I mean, the what? nominees are Whiplash, Selma, oh, The Theory of Everything, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Boyhood, American Sniper, and then Birdman. I think Birdman is Birdman better than American Sniper. Yeah, next... Yeah, next. And I, I do think, like. I do well, yeah, like Birdman. I agree. Too. I do like. I do like Birdman a lot, but not more than fucking Whiplash. Yeah, I think Whiplash yeah, should have yeah. won. I do like it better than Theory of Everything. Um, I like. It I like, like it better. I like Boyhood a little bit more than I like Birdman. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've seen Boyhood. I haven't seen Boyhood, so I can't really say. Boyhood's good. Um. So yeah, that was with Crash that year. Let me see. So Coda was last year. Uh, Coda was uh, mm-hmm. the ninety fourth. They won Best Picture. Um, I think Coda is a really, really good Lifetime movie. It's a very, very good Lifetime movie. But we'll see here. Um, with Coda, it won Best Picture at the ninety fourth Academy Awards. With it was Belfast, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear it was really great. Uh, Don't Look Up, which I think is a movie mm-hmm. that was there to fill up the slots. Uh, Drive yeah. My Car, which out of all these movies, I think Drive My Car is the best mm-hmm. one. I love that movie. It's a Japanese movie. You have Dune. I don't think Dune is really best picture, but okay. I think that's another like fill up the slot type thing. It might um, be best picture if we see the other half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the biggest problem with Dune part one is because it is so constrained to being part one. Um, you have King Richard, which I thought was okay. That was the movie about uh. Serena and Venus Williams' father, Will Smith, uh, with Will Smith in there. Um, Licorice Pizza, um, eh, you know, it was, eh, okay. Um, I thought it was all right. Nightmare Alley, I love Nightmare on Alley, Guillermo del Toro. Mm. I love Licorice Pizza. That's probably my favorite of all the nominees. Really? Mm. That's your favorite? Okay. Um, you also have The Power of the Dog, which was good. Uh, Jane Champion mm. ended up winning. Uh, they split it. Best Director, Best Picture. So Jane Champion won for Best Director for Power of the Dog. Go to one for Best Picture. Uh, West Side Story, J- Steven Spielberg. Um, so for me, out of this list, I would have probably gone with Drive My Car, West Side Story, or Nightmare Alley. Mm. Those would have been my, the, the things I would have Yeah, those, those are... Pr- yeah, that's probably where I'm at too with the best picture nomination. Even though I think it's a crime that Tick Tick Boom didn't get a nomination. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So you I mean I, I I just I'm looking at it, Green Book is such a fucking egregious one. What was the, <laughs> what was the nominees there when Green Book was up? Well, oh, yeah, it was Black uh, Panther. Mm-hmm. Black Klansman. Uh, th- this is like right after the whole Oscars so white had already been like a whole thing. So they were like trying to make up for it by like half giving it to Green Book, which is almost more racist. Uh, mm. Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> favorite, Roma, A Star is Born, which is also pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Vice, which is a piece of shit. So, so you said uh, you could have given it to Black Panther. I would have yeah that huh. yeah that category Black Panther is probably my favorite movie in excuse me in there. Let's see. I, uh, I love Black Panther more, but but they're both great. So so wait so what would the so what, say one more time what were the nominees so you had Black Panther Black Klansman the favorite uh, what else Bohemian Rhapsody Roma A Star Is Born and Vice. I would have probably done Roma. I would have just done Roma. 
I, I would have gone Black Klansman. That way, you give Spike Lee and Jordan Peele an Oscar. But instead, mm-hmm. they went to the they gave it to the Farley Brothers. Or I would have gone for Black Panther, even though it would have been really awkward when they have all the producers come out and there's only one producer and it's Kevin Feige accepting the award for Black. Panther. <laughs> yeah, a Star is Born is it's good. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. all right. Vice is that I, is really good. I, I think Vice is eh, not really, but. The fa- probably Roma or the favorite probably would have probably mm. would have been there, and then maybe yeah, third. I think I think either I think either Black Klansman or the favorite would have been my picks that year. Uh, um. So that's typically so. Yeah. Um. Because I'm looking at a list here. So Crash is number one when it's considered the worst best picture winners of all time. Number two is Green Book. Number three is Shakespeare in mm-hmm. Love. Um, number four is Driving Miss Daisy. Number five is uh, Jiggy. Uh, six is Dances with Wolves. Seven is Around the World in 80 Days. Eight is American Beauty. That's surprising. American Beauty, really. Um, that's an odd one. Uh, let me see what was nominated. The I year. mean, I mean, if we're, I mean, if we're talking about movies that didn't age well, I guess. American yeah, I mean, I guess if we're talking about <laughs> the fact that uh, Kevin Spacey's a fucking weirdo, I guess. Um, <laughs> let me see what was nominated the year because American Beauty came out in 1999 and it was at the 72nd Academy Awards. Let's see. So with American Beauty was Cider House Rules, The Green Mile, okay. The Insider, The Sixth Sense. Mm. Shit, I probably would have gone The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Six, yeah, probably the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Insider. Do have I seen the Insider? That's Michael Mann movies with Al Pacino and Russell Crowe. I don't think I've seen the Insider, but Sixth Sense. Obviously, if you're gonna say which movie's more memorable out of all these ones, probably mm-hmm. Sixth Sense is probably the most memorable. Or, People or, probably- or or which one has had the biggest cultural impact? And that's and that's kind of one of the interesting things about debates like this is because we don't know until like maybe five maybe ten years later what kind of impact these movies are going to leave yeah um so let me see real quick here uh because i brought up forrest gump forrest gump came out Mm -hmm. in 1994 um and it was at the hold on let me see this really 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 quickly let me pull this one up um so was that oh man let me see uh do 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 hold on academy so it was like the 67th academy awards so for best picture you had forrest gump um who robert zemeckis won for best director uh you had pulp fiction you had quiz show uh and you had the shawshank redemption oh oh and you had four weddings and a funeral forgot about that one so for me i mean shawshank redemption is better than forrest gump I think it's hands down a better movie than that. Um, and also Pulp Fiction, I think, is a better movie than Forrest Gump as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, number nine was The Greatest Show on Earth, and number ten is Cinemaron. Uh, Cinemarine? Uh, I don't know how to say that. Uh, but there, yeah. So that was the top ten of, like, best, uh, like, worst uh, Oscar Best Picture winners. Uh, also, had like songs like "Out of Africa." Coda was like eleven, twelve. Broadway mm-hmm. Melody, uh, a lot of uh, kind of way older films. Um, mm-hmm. There, so yeah, I, I don't think um, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. I think out of the movies that it was nominated with, I think it's the best one. I think yeah, I could I could see yeah, that. It, 
it's yeah out of yeah out of the out of uh, this past ceremonies nominations it was easily my favorite movie and it was easily my favorite movie last year i just rewatched it the other day uh getting ready for the oscars and i still cried uh when i was rewatching it yeah um and i'll show you the tweet that kind of uh inspired me to kind of talk about it because uh, the tweet was fucking weird uh but let's see let me pull it uh let me kind of pull it up here uh real quick but uh i mean nathan i mean i know this is probably tough to probably to say but do you think that because when you look at some of the other movies that were kind of considered the worst best picture winners look at the other movies nominated in that category they have a much longer culture impact we talked about like for instance Mm -hmm. like something like with forrest gump when it was nominated for best picture and it won Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption have I, well. I mean, I think Forrest Gump has a huge cultural impact, but I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, I I would argue that Forrest Gump isn't the right argument, but I know what you I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like Saving Private Ryan versus uh, Shakespeare in Love is the huge one that everybody talks mm-hmm. about. I think the hard thing is, I mean, a it's kind of hard to arbitrate culture in general. Yeah, and, yeah, and that and that's the kind Oscars of the point. Do get things mm-hmm. wrong. To begin with, mm-hmm. I feel like every Oscar should probably be held like three years after the mm-hmm. movies, but that that doesn't make sense for uh, <laughs> ratings or anything, you know. Yeah, people want the answer now. Yeah. So you think? Yeah, and that's kind of and that's kind of what I was arguing. What I was saying that because we talk about uh, we talk about a lot of these nominees, uh, which one in, which one won versus which movie has had the bigger cultural impact like we were talking about King's Speech versus the Social Network. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't know until like maybe 5, maybe 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, you don't <coughs> Sorry about that. Speaking of like cultural impact Oh, you can't afford of oh, cultural oh, impact. You know, we we will always hear that uh, that really stupid debate because it's mm-hmm. sort of self defeating when it's like, well, you're talking about it right now. What won Best Picture exactly. in 2009? The Hurt Locker. Do mm-hmm. people talk about the Hurt Locker as much as Avatar? Mm-hmm. Does that necessitate that Avatar should have won? It, it's it's always going to be this sort of thing. I mean, there are years where it's just plain out egregious, like Green Book or Crash. Mm-hmm. But uh um, King Speech. Yeah. Or King Speech. Coda. But uh, you know, it, it's just I mean bro Coda's Coda's a <laughs> tough set in general. I haven't even seen Coda, but the fact that it won Best Picture was like the the like nineteenth most interesting thing that night. Um somebody also br- brought up Nomad Land. Like Nomad Land was a person's choice. I love I love Nomad Land. Do you think that should I thought it was good? It's let, it's just sort of an asterisk year, though. Let me see what was nominated. So, Nomad Land was the movie with Francis McDormand that was at the ninety third Academy Awards. Let's see what was, what was nominated with it. So, you got the Father with Anthony Hopkins. I actually really love uh-huh. the Father. That's yeah, that's, yeah. The Father, the Father, Judas, Judas and the Black, Black Messiah, Mank, uh, Mank, Minari, Minari, Promis- Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So, this was kind of. Promising Young Woman, eh, I don't think that's just kind of, I think you're just trying to fill some slots there, I think, with that one. I haven't seen Mank, I haven't seen Minari. I hear Minari is really amazing, though. Um, it is. Sound of Metal. Either either really that good. or Sound of Metal would have been my, would have been my fucking uh, I would have out of that, out of that nomination. Trial of the Chicago 7 is, meh, I don't know, I think it's alright. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that, I would that got a nomination. That got a nomination purely because it's directed by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, I would have gone with Judas and the Black Messiah or yeah, mm-hmm. Sound of Metal. That would have been my two pick. I don't, Nathan. What do you What do you think? Twenty twenty was such a weird year for me as far <laughs> as uh, you know, uh, for obvious reasons, but also like critically. Like by the end of the year, mm-hmm. my picks were not that big. I actually. Every three years, I watch the movies from that year that mm. I haven't seen that have been on my list. Uh, so, like, right now I'm on 2020, so I'm sort of catching up. Like, I saw Nomadland. I haven't seen The Father yet. I haven't seen Promising mm-hmm. Young Woman yet. I had, I mean, The Five Bloods would probably be my winner, and that's, like, was that even nominated? Probably no. not. No? Nope. No? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. I don't think I actually had a dog in the fight on... Uh, on 2020 and the ones that i did uh see i didn't like that much like travel of chicago 7 sort of jumps off a cliff at the end of it you know mm. yeah didn't see minari there, there's so many yeah um yeah so this was so this was a tweet i saw so you had uh here we go you had matt walsh who said uh perhaps the worst best picture winner uh in the history of the academy awards a tedious and pointless movie mildly amusing at certain points but that's the absolute best thing that can be said about it um then you had uh ben shapiro he said in five years nobody will watch everything everywhere all at once the movie is mad it's over it's over long two hours and 19 minutes confused and generally bizarre in fact nobody has watched a single best picture winner uh five years later since 2007's no country for old men um interesting interesting kind of thing. wow just wow just like his school shooter movie an opinion nobody asked um yeah so i mean to say that uh so the to address the point so well, th- well, th- well that's a problem with uh conservatives and media literacy they don't know how to watch movies because they are so far up their own ass and if it's not involving a white man then they just dismiss it as uh as absurd they don't know how to think critically about media i mean i hate to be the white person in the room but i just (laughs) i don't want it to be i mean that's just sort of generally Mm -hmm. uh most of the time i hate being the white person in the room um (laughs) but it it has advantages here and there no uh what i what i want to say is that uh let's let's just go stop ourselves a little too far okay if if you don't like everything everywhere all at once okay to being racist, but if you do not think this is a good win, you're a fucking prejudiced piece of shit. Boom. Uh, um, because I, I I found it to be like an uh, eight out of ten. I wasn't like yeah, fanatical what, about it, but I like yeah, it's it. like it's like meandering. It's meaningless, pointless. The absurdity is the point of the film. It's pointing out that there is beauty in absurdity. If that if nothing matters, then why not be silly as shit and let that give your life meaning? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm not saying that this has to be everybody's movie. It has to be everybody's cup of tea because it's not yeah. like some of the humor is not going to work. Some people are going to think the dildos is fucking stupid. No, people. And, no, people are gonna, no, there there is a scene. That you are either gonna be all in on this or you're gonna check out, and that is the scene with the butt plugs. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna think. Like, I mean, oh, I know yeah. Martin Thomas didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, it's just not. Yeah, it, it's nothing is gonna be. No movie is all things for all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, but I mean, I don't think it's it's it winning best picture 
is like Nathan mentioned, is as egregious as something like, you know, Kodo or the King's Speech or Green Book or Crash. Well, or... the di- the discourse behind this thing right now is it's either the best thing that has ever happened to Hollywood or the worst thing that has ever happened to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and there's no in between. And also, nobody can really know whether or not that's the case. I personally would love at least four or five films to come out at the strength level of everything everywhere at once. That means we had a pretty Oh, you kind of froze there for a second there. Good year. <laughs> okay. On the same level. Oh, you're all good. There are uh, plenty of movies that uh, came out in 2023 that I, or 2022, that I would put on the same level or above everything everywhere all at once that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Uh, we just had a really good year and people want to like mm-hmm. talk shit about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Nick, you got any point on that? Any, any thoughts? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ben Shapiro liked Rise of Skywalker. His opinions. What? I was gonna. I mean, I don't like <laughs> to bring up like, well, you like this, and then that, you know. But I mean, right. yeah, but yeah, but he, he, yeah, but so I've listened to a couple of his takes, and he seems like he's incapable of thinking critically about this film. He likes things to be explicitly straightforward, and he likes to have his hand held narratively. And he doesn't like to actually think about what a movie is trying to say unless he's actively looking for shit that goes against his politics. Uh, yeah, so that this was kind of some of my thoughts on that. Just to just to have that, just to talk about best picture winners in general, you know, mm-hmm. the worst uh, typically there. Uh, what do you all think is generally considered the best one? The best best picture winner. The best best picture winner. Yeah. <sighs> shit. So. I mean, it's hard to say. In, like, in 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 recent memory, I'd probably say Parasite. I, cultural impact to mm. Best Picture, I would say the Titanic is probably high up there. Mm-hmm. You know, just as far as like that is still a movie that that's discussed that people saw that people liked for the most part. Um, w- regardless of your feelings on it, it, it was a mm. it's kind of a big like. W for 1997 in movies. Mm. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Titanic is is a good choice here. I'm looking at all the list of some of the best picture winners on this. This is the Tomato Meter. All of it ranked here. Number one, according to now the Tomato Meter, this is it, right? Parasite is number mm-hmm. one. Parasite is number one. Um, mm-hmm. and to address a little bit of the point that nobody talks about a best picture winner since No Country for Old Men. Um, I would I disagree with that because I think that Parasite is a movie that people I don't know I think people still remember that movie um, and and know it because mm-hmm. yeah but uh, I don't know if I got know. one yeah Rocky Rocky is oh. a movie that people still talk about but he said after after two thousand seven oh after two thousand seven oh after two thousand seven oh um. Okay. <laughs> I was, I'm just like I'm thinking. Through, I mean, uh, Slumdog Millionaire is kind of an upset win. Uh, you had yeah. Hurt Locker, King's Speech, The Artist. I'm trying to go through Argo. Uh, I think. Damn, he freezing. Right? The Argo, not the okay. the most important movie. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Twelve Years a Slave was a good win. 
Yeah, that was yeah, a, you're right. Uh, yeah, that people was... still rem- still talk about that movie. I mean, people. I don't know if people are jumping to rewatch Twelve Years a Slave, but yeah, people still discuss it to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah. one that I think is really forgettable. I'm looking at it right now that I think is really super forgettable. 2011, The Artist. I don't really. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd probably say that too. Yeah, super forgettable. Actually, let me let me see what was nominated the year the artist won. Actually, uh, I would argue Moneyball should have taken this. That's that's my take. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. Moneyball was nominated. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let me see. So this was the uh, hold on here. Do 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 do. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Oscars twenty eleven. Hold on. Um, yeah, because I even I don't see any even the actors from that movie uh, even anymore. Uh, pretty. Much. I mean, I mean, it was a big deal when uh, Jean Dujard was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, but that I think that was the last time I've seen him in Hollywood. Yeah, I haven't seen John Goodman in anything in a long time. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, just that's just the first person I can think of from the cast who I've seen in a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, because let me see here. So this uh, was the eighty fourth. Y'all, I I'm uh, I'm actually about to take off. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all, y'all have fun talking about Scream Six. I'm definitely about to go see it. All right, man. Yeah, have fun. Take care, man. Yeah. Um. So the eighty fourth Academy Awards. So this was what was nominated. So the artist, extremely loud and incredibly close. Uh, the Descendants, The Help, Hugo, Midnight in Paris. Oh, Midnight in Paris. I would have. Yeah, Midnight in Paris was awesome. I love Midnight in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Allen aside, there, but I mean, he, he, <laughs> uh, Moneyball, <laughs> The Tree of Life, uh, Warhorse. Yeah, I, I would have gone. I with think Midnight in Paris. I think I think out of those uh, out of those nominees, either Midnight in Paris or Hugo would be my picks for the best picture that year. Some of these nominations, I, I'm just kind of like, like just given the side eye to, it's like really extremely loud and incredibly close. So war horse, which was just kind of, eh. And of course the tree of life, which I think is the most egregious one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, Oscar talk there. <laughs>